Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Meg Brunson. Hey there, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Familypreneur Podcast. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may be familiar with today's guest. She joined us for an episode that dropped back in January and is joining us again to continue the conversation from a different perspective. She's a nutritionist and feminine energy expert who puts energy and power back into women's bodies who desire more in health and love. In January, we talked about how this all relates to our business, and today we're going to talk about how it all relates to our daughters. I'm excited to reintroduce you to Dorit Palvinov. Hey, Dorit, welcome back. I'm excited to have you guest up here again. Thank you. That's, I'm so honored to do this again. <laughs> well, like I said, it's a very unique topic. Um, I, I haven't heard a lot about it in other podcasts and stuff like that. And with our focus on familypreneurship and, you know, a big focus on moms and as a girl mom myself, it's one of those topics that I, I just kind of wanted to explore a little bit more. I love talking about um, productivity from the mom's point of view, but I know that there's also a whole other side of things when we're talking about our kids. So I'm hoping that this episode, we can focus on our children, and then people can go back and listen to the other episode if they want to hear about how it relates to their own productivity. And I think it'll be a nice kind of split. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, absolutely. It, it has to begin with, with the mom. It has to begin with the one that leads the family, you know, with the adult in the family. Um, because at the end of the day, it's really all about modeling. And then there's also um, a lot to be said about their experience because at the, you know, they're experiencing this from a different perspective, right? They are in a younger body. Um, their mindset is a little bit different. Uh, well, it's much different. Um, their experience is just different. And so how do you bridge between the two connect with your daughter in a way that she will actually listen and then, you know, building on, on that. So just in case people are listening right now and they didn't listen to your first episode, we'll definitely encourage them to go back and listen to that. But can you just start with a, a brief recap of who you are, what you do, um, so that everybody who, people who may not have listened can kind of catch up quickly? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. So my name is Dorit Palvinov. I am a registered holistic nutritionist and I'm also a female 
feminine energy expert. What that means is that I mainly work with um, executives, women who are executives, CEOs, women who are in very high-powered positions uh, in the work for, in the workplace, who are learning and who are desiring and who are craving to embody more of their feminine essence. Um, and I do this so that they can finally feel like they can breathe. Um, these women are many times they bury the responsibility of um, providing for the family financially. And just, I mean, that on its own, you know, in our society had brought on so much change in terms of our culture. It is fairly new for the woman to take on the role of the provider. And so what that does is that a lot of us begin to be more in our masculine, meaning in their pro producing and in the um, go, 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 push, push, push mentality, which is let's just, you know, let's just face the truth. This, this kind of mentality is more for men. It's, it's made for men. It's more sustainable for men. But because our biology, our hormones, and our mindset, and our brain uh, is, are, are wired so, so differently, so much differently than a man's, um, you know, brain and body and biology and, and even the gut and, and the digest, like there's just so much that is different. And again, I'm reminding for those, of, for those who did not listen to the first episode, being different does not imply being inferior. It's just different, right? Men and women are different. So when I say those things, please don't interpret me as being a man hater. I am not. I'm married to a, to a husband. I love him dearly. I have a dad. <laughs> I love the men in my life. It's really all about balance. But especially for us women, it's really understanding and embracing the fact that because our bodies are so different, because we have ovaries, um, this also means that we can, it is not sustainable for us to be constantly producing, producing, producing nonstop. And the result of this, and I'm sure you guys are all familiar, is burnout. So many women are just completely squeezed and sucked dry because they never stop, because they never pause, because they don't have that habit of slowing down. And, you know, to say, I mean, there's so much to say, but that is what I call being more in the feminine. So I hope it it makes sense to um, for those people who did not listen to me on the first episode. Yeah, and we talked a lot about cycles, right? So okay. obviously, the the feminine cycle is, I feel like, very clear and obvious for most of us grown women who have been experiencing menstruation and periods for years. Um, but I'm, so I'm excited. We also talked about the men's cycle, which was kind of new to me. So definitely go back if you want to listen about the men's cycle. But now that we're talking about children and girls, um, can you, the first question I have is before girls become women, like, so before they have their first period, do they have a cycle? Okay. So that's a great question. So they don't. 
So what happens is it's almost until girls get their first period, there's really no difference between girls and boys. You probably don't really know this. So I don't either because I also have only girls. But from what I've seen and the clients that I work with, it's pretty similar in terms of like behavior and mindset and, you know, the things that they're drawn to. The moment a girl begins having her period, and by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to share some signs that you as the mom and even the dad can, should be looking out for in terms of uh, anticipating, um, you know, it's coming because, oh boy, oh boy, like you can definitely kind of know, oh my gosh, it's coming for sure. My daughter is going to get her period soon. <laughs> um, but basically, um, because, you know, I mean, we understand all of this, right? It, it is really the, it, the reason this happens. It's because the hormones are really raging. And when our daughters get their period for the first time, what happens is many times the, the reason it is so intense is because it's like a rush of hormones all at, and, and the sa- at the same time. And it's really challenging. It is. In terms of like physically, it's it's challenging. All of a sudden, they are um, the the intense cravings for you know for for like foods that they you know you are like surprised. Why is my daughter so obsessed over um, over bread and white bread and sweets and cakes and like what's going on and chocolate? Like what is going on with my child? <laughs> um, or um, you know the fact that she she might be really obsessed with beauty magazines and just you know her body and her hair and like that kind of stuff and her skin and she might be starting to to get like pimples all over her her face that is intense it is very very intense boys don't have that boys don't have that boys also go through puberty in their own way but i feel like the hit it's much more it's kind of it's it's a lower impact um of of the hit if that makes sense um so like i said in terms of anticipating um girls usually um will become um much more chatty they want to they would want to talk more they want to share more or the opposite so it depends on your daughter's um um personality right if she is a very outgoing a person she would like want to share more and talk more but if she's a more reserved and introvert she would close off more so this is something to really pay attention to um another thing that might happen is so like i said the skin you know, you for sure will start noticing her skin changing. Um, obviously, facial hair, so like a mustache and like on the side of the, of the jaw area. Um, obviously, their eyebrows will thicken. Um, they'll get more hair on like on their body, pubic hair, obviously. Um, their nipples and their breasts will start to kind of like be more visible. Um, there's a lot of changes that happen. Another thing that I've noticed is all of a sudden they have this urge to be touched. And that's a normal need that we, I think as human beings, we all have, you know, to the, the need, the desire for a loving touch. And the more um, 
close you are with your daughter, the more, you know, the stronger the connection that you have, the more inclined she would be to ask you and tell you, mommy, I need to be touched or daddy, I just have this desire to be hugged. And that's okay. That is normal. So the more we kind of normalize this conversation, the easier and the more confident they will grow to become women. Um, in terms of the, the, the first period, when this happens, I think it is such a blessing to celebrate in turn, instead of something that you just ignore or just say, oh boy, like, you know, now you're, you're gonna like, welcome to be, welcome to womanhood. Here's, here's some tampons and like, suck it up. <laughs> um, instead of doing that, it's really the celebrating of it. It's the, uh, honey, congratulations. You know, there being born a female is such a blessing. You know, there's, you know, yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's, um, it's nerve wracking. And, you know, there is this tendency for drama and just like very intense emotions, which is, by the way, a gift when you channel it in the right direction. But, you know, but it's also a gift. It's a blessing. You get to carry a human and you get to, um, you know, your intuition is so, um, the depth that you have with your intuition and, and the force with, that comes with that, the power that comes along with that, it's just, it's all a blessing. Um, and when we teach our daughters to embrace the, you know, both feminine and masculine energies that they have, um, I think what happens is we will raise a generation of women who are willing to do good work in the world, who are willing to do good, but with, without killing themselves in the process. You know, yes, there, of course, there's so much to be done in the world. There is so much to heal. There is so much to fix. But why can't we do that in a way that is self, that is serving for everybody? That, you know, we don't have to, to finish the entire like resources to, to complete all the resources. Um, and a lot of it, it happens on our expense. Uh, at the expense of our health. Um, at least this is the um, demographic that I'm working with. Uh, a lot of these women who are really successful in their careers, they are really, really sick. They're not healthy. They're not well mentally. They're not well emotionally. And they're definitely not well physically. And so that's, that's I feel like that, that is where um, this work is really important. So can you... Similarly to how we did last time, can you go through what those four um, steps to the cycle are, the four phases, and kind of break it down from a teenage point of view or even from a parenting perspective? Like when I know what stage my child is in, how I should parent her differently? Yeah, that's a good question. So first of all, Meg, it's really important to understand that when our daughters get their first uh, period, it's also mm -hmm. called uh, menarche, okay? Other people call it, call it menarche. Um, it is not exactly the way we understand it, meaning it is not yet so fine-tuned. 
So it takes a minute. Like it takes them a few years for for it to get into like this rhythm where it is clear, you know, the in terms of like the energetics of the menstrual cycle and then the ovulatory cycle, right? Uh, the sorry, the the menstrual phase and then the ovulatory phase and the follicular phase and the luteal phase. Like now you and I are pretty clear in terms of how that feels. But when our daughters just get their cycle, it will take them two, three, sometimes four, five years in order for this to kind of get into, you know, into full rhythm. And the meaning of that, uh, there is a lot of implication <laughs> for us parents for our entire home life, right? Because what that means is that, yes, there's going to be more drama. There's going to be more yelling. There's going to be more, you know, feeling close. There's going to be a lot of like, um, kind of like separation between us and our child. And that's normal. That's how it's supposed to be. I call it individuating. Yeah, they need this. This needs to happen in, in order for them to begin to learn who they are. Because when our kids are growing, um, it's really for them in terms of like their psyche and the way their brain develops, they don't see themselves as separated. They don't see themselves as separate from us or from, you know, the family. And all of a sudden this starts and their body is changing and it's all at once. And it's so intense. Plus, you know, it happens in middle school where there's like more of, you know, of a load in terms of like schoolwork and all that. And then they're, you know, they're beginning to be noticed by boys and they begin to notice boys. It's like, it's really intense. It is. So in terms of the four phases, I think it's not so much tuning into their body's uh, menstrual cycle, to the period of their body, as much as it is to just, I think there's not going to be four phases, there's going to be maybe two, right? So it's, 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 so you will clearly notice the menstrual phase. So when she will get her period, um, it's also not going to be so clear. It's not going to be like, for let's say I have it five days and it's, you know, it's been consistent like this for many, many years with our daughters. It might be three, it might be seven, it might be 10. Like it, it's like, it's crazy like that, right? Until it recalibrates. So, but you will very clearly see the energy, the energy will drop. Um, she will get more, she will feel more tired. She will feel, feel more irritable, like she wants to be alone. Um, and that is normal. So their energy will drop immediately once they get their period. And that will be pretty clear for us to see. Plus, hopefully, the languaging around it will, at home will be kind of like it's normalized, right? So it's normal for, for, you, for her to share with you that she's on her period. I mean you will be the one buying the, the, the menstrual pads for her. So <laughs> in that regard, um, you know, hopefully there is open communication. But for you also to share with her, you know, how you feel when you menstruate and your need for rest, right? So hopefully the way I envision it is that she had seen me practicing, you know, living in alignment with my feminine current for, you know, a, a few years before she herself got into that rhythm herself so that it's like it's a second nature like she knows oh okay so that's what I do when I menstruate that's what I do in my follicular that's what I do in my you know uh, and so on and so forth but it's going to be very very clear um, 
uh, when she's in her menstrual phase. It will also be clear when she uh, is on, in her, her ovulatory phase because ovulatory phase is the time when the brain is really getting um, that ability to connect. So it's all about connection. Um, remember, biologically speaking, um, this is when we are primed for conception. So biologically speaking, you know, if you're thinking about like from the standpoint of, of evolution is you, you, the body wants you to procreate, right? To like attract a mate. And so you, you know, so we, we would tend, usually a, a female would be in her most magnetic self. Like she would want to connect and to be really out there depending on her personality. But this is going to be very visible. Now, this has, of course, positives, a lot of positive, but also has its negative side. So she might be more rude. She might be just more irritable, more kind of like agitated, more. Um, um, do you, is this familiar for you, this kind of behavior? Because <laughs> I see you're laughing. So maybe you want to share how that feels. I mean, for you. I'm a 12 year old. I feel like she's like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like her her personality is just just more bubbly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so that kind of behavior. So imagine that intensified. So what you need to do as a mom is first of all you need to anticipate it and you need to normalize it. And I think what is really really helpful. Uh, I mean, my daughters. I mean, they're still young. But what I've guided my clients through is. Um, to have that conversation with their daughters before it happens and even throughout um, as many conversations as possible. Um, even, even if you find it really difficult to, to talk about it, what could be really helpful is that is even giving them books. There are tons of books on this topic. Um, a few books that I can recommend, especially, I think it's really important for us moms. So number one book that every single female must read is Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom by Dr. Christiane Northrup. This is number one. Um, the second book that I recommend, and it's really for um, to help moms and mothers and daughters to feel connected and to cultivate this beautiful relationship over time, like over a lifetime. It's called Mothering and Daughtering um, by Syl Reynolds. And I think uh, I'm going to share those links with you so that you can add them to the show notes so people can uh, find them easily. Um, and then the, the other book for um, an absolute must for girls is called The Confidence Code for girls. So there is a confidence code for moms, for adult women. And there's also the confidence code for girls. So that is an absolute must for, you know, for teenage girls to read. And what that does, it opens the stage for conversation for like, you know, nothing is wrong with you, sweetie. If you feel a certain way, you know, you're not broken, you're not crazy, you're not a lunatic, like it's totally normal. All women, all female, uh, all females go through this, and that's normal. So let me guide you through this. This is what we can do. This is what we should do, right? So the phases, the four phases of the menstrual cycle, are not really going to be that. Um, I mean, you you won't feel so much the follicular phase and the luteal phase, but you would definitely 
feel in terms of their behavior and how their energy, um, how they exude their energy. You would feel the energy of menstruation and you would also feel the energy of, of, of ovulation. And it, even if you give them the languaging around it, it is, you know, it's going to make it so helpful for them to just know that, oh, I'm, I'm good. Like, I feel like with females, we have this tendency to um, internalize as something as our fault, right? As something that when something doesn't go the way we want it to be or the way we perceive or think how it should be, right? Because as girls, we are conditioned to, you know, to be pleasers and to obey and to follow the rules. That's just the reality of the conditioning of the current culture. And so when we do that, when we teach them that it's okay to not, you know, follow what everybody else follows, it's okay not to own a phone. It's okay not to own devices. It's okay to, you know, not follow um, the rules the way you're taught because it is better to follow your heart. Um, it also opens the window of helping and, and, and um, coaching our daughters to cultivate a really healthy um, body image because, because when, when they menstruate, <clears throat> it is a bodily event, right? It's messy. It's stinky. It's not pleasant, right? Um, unless we educate them and we teach them how to take care of themselves, how to, you know, maybe you can get her a really cozy, um, like a bathrobe. Um, and I remember my mom, she bought me, um, one that was red. So it just made me feel like <laughs> I was able to kind of like declare my, myself being, and I used, and I used to wear it only when I had my period. Um, it, it was, it was like stuff like that. Um, my mom would also cook us, um, you know, cook me, you know, special meals, not like specifically for me, but she would like adapt our, our entire menu to like make me feel special, you know, so things like that, that we can do to communicate the message that this is normal and this is okay. And this is acceptable and there's nothing wrong with you. So the more we help our daughters to do that. I feel like the more they can really embrace their own femininity, their own feminine power and really do good with it. Now I, this, it totally makes sense. Mm. And it, it did bring a question to the top of my mind that I don't, I don't have this issue in my family. I know you don't have it in your family, but I'm wondering what advice do you have for maybe a dad who is a single dad or, even like a two dad family who might be raising a daughter. Um, I know there are, you know, yeah. m uh, motherless or, or families without like a, a mother in the house. So how can a dad provide that same experience? I feel like it's got to be harder because it's not just showing her. Yeah. So obviously there is a difference between, um, you know, a, a dad or a mom or a male, a man or and a woman, male, female, there is a difference, of course. And um, however, I think the word hard doesn't sit well with me. I always prefer the word different. And remember that being different does not imply inferiority. 
So it's really about having a, an open communication. So if you as the dad can, you know, really, um, and, and before I say that, I have to say, um, embracing vulnerability, embracing the, you know, letting go of shame and guilt and all of that, because really it's, it's such a waste of your human energy and your daughters also. And, and it, it will make such beautiful, um, so much beauty to your connection, to your relationship, as opposed to, you know, making it like odd and weird. And it's like this huge elephant in, in pink elephant in the room and everybody knows it's there, but nobody talks about it. It's like, why? My vision for a family, regardless of, you know, if it's a mom or a dad, it doesn't matter. A family is a family and family is all about connection. It's all about relationship. It's all about, um, my vision for family is I want my kids and for me, for my husband and myself, like to anybody, to all the people who live in this home. And I'm sure that it is the same for you and for the listeners is to make this, this place, um, a safe place to come back to right after going back to school and friends and all those, you know, things that's where we kind of lose a lot of, or give up, give out a lot of our energy. So our home, it needs to be the place where we replenish that energy. So it needs to be, you know, very safe in that regard. And especially for a female, as women, we know, as females, I should say, we know that we have a very strong need for safety. Safety is one of the most important things that every single female tells me. I need to feel safe, whether it is feeling safe in my body, feeling safe in my mind, feeling safe in my relationship. It's, it all comes back to safety. So, so cultivating the sense of safety at home is important. And it, you know, a, a dad can do it. A mom can do it. It does not, it doesn't matter. And then of course, remembering to have an open communication open. It's all, it has to always be open and always has to be welcome. And many times I think, I mean, I personally haven't worked with, um, you know, only dad families, but what I assume would happen is that they, um, they would, they might open this conversation up to their daughters and their daughters would kind of like, um, resist it in the beginning. And you need, as a parent, as, a, as the adult, you need to anticipate this resistance. But do not give up, especially for teenagers. I, th I feel like they're constantly testing. Um, so what you need to do is, okay, you're, she's not ready yet. And then come back with it, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months. Um, maybe, you know, maybe she doesn't want to talk about it openly, but maybe she would be open to reading, reading a book or watching a YouTube video or whatever it is, just do as much as you can to open up this conversation and then ask her, um, you know, um, well, I think you would know if she has her period or not, because she will ask you for menstrual pads and stuff like that. So you would know, but then ask like, um, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel in your body? Um, do you have, do you feel any changes? Is your tummy, is your tummy, you know, um, sore? Um, do you, you know, can I make you something to drink or can, can I like just make it so that they get the message of, um, I'm not sick. I'm, you know, that she is not sick, that she's nothing is wrong with her. This is all normal. And, 
um, and accepted by you, right? It's all about acceptance. You, the messaging you want to give them is that you accept it. You accept it, you anticipated it, and you are totally embracing the wholeness and the fullness of this experience, right? It, she, there's nothing wrong with her. It's totally fine. And then maybe it opens up the conversation to talk about fertility and maybe contraception and, you know, the, this kind of, this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be weird. Uh, you might not have the languaging um, where in this case, if it's really, really um, intense for you, I highly encourage you to work with a coach. Uh, so you can work with someone like me or with other people or maybe with a therapist that give you the language to, you know, to use in this interaction. Uh, because the last thing you want to do is to, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The last thing you want to do is to show them to model fear or to model, um, you know, um, hiding, hiding. You don't want to do that because then, and especially teenagers, I feel like they are so, um, they have like BS detectors all <laughs> over them. Like they know when mommy and daddy say the truth, right? Uh, when something is real or when something is not real. Like they know, they have, they're, they're born with BS detectors. I, I think not only teenagers, but especially teenagers. I have a teenage sister, so I know. Um, and then it's really about this open conversation, open book. Uh, sharing books, sharing videos, maybe um, attending some workshops. I know that in many uh, yoga studios, they do beautiful mother-daughter workshops. And maybe even asking your daughter, if it's just dads, um, ask your daughter, uh, do you need to talk to somebody? Would it, help, would it be helpful for you to talk to a woman about it? So maybe there is a friend that you can set them up, right? Um, it doesn't really matter how you do it. But for me, what matters is um, th that she gets the message that, she, that she's accepted by you and that you know that this is normal and that she is entitled for, um, for this space, for this um, honoring. Because it is, it is. Um, in my culture, we're Jewish and we have, uh, we celebrate. So for boys, we celebrate bar mitzvah. So when boys reach the age of 13, we have this party and they, whatever, it's like an initiation party, but we have them also for girls. So when girls reach the age of 12, uh, there is like a party and an initiation ceremony. And I think it's beautiful. So if you guys don't have that in that, that in your culture, make it, you know, create some kind of a ritual, create some kind of a ceremony, um, take your daughter out for, um, you know, a date, um, get your nails done, um, gift her flowers. Maybe you can, um, you know, get something special for her as a gift, maybe a souvenir or something like that, that she will remember. Um, because the more you kind of make it a big deal, the more she would understand it is a big deal. My body is a big deal and I can do such amazing things with my body. And then she would be much more inclined to living her life in alignment with the feminine current, that, which we talked about in last episode. So please, if you have no idea what that means, go there and listen. And that is, I feel like that's the tool that she would use in order to do good without killing herself in the process. 
Awesome. Well, I feel like that totally rounded it out really nicely. Um, This is exactly what I wanted to be able to include kind of on the last episode and we just ran out of time. Um, And I think it's important too, like as an entrepreneur, um, a familypreneur, it's one of those things that sometimes comes up when you least expect it and it shouldn't. So I like that you gave some of those tips on how to, how to see it coming, how to prepare for it, and then how to position, um, position it so that it's actually empowering for not only your daughter, but for the whole family. Absolutely. It is. It is power. Yeah. So if you could share again where people can find you and learn more about you, that would be great. Yeah, thank you. So I also am a podcaster. So uh, if you resonate with this, with whatever I talked about today, um, please head on over to the Confident, Energized and Sexy Mama podcast. That's where I live. Um, <laughs> online, my website is doritpalvanov.com. I'm going to spell it out for you. It's D-O-R-I-T-P-A-L-V-A-N-O-V.com. And I have a special gift for, um, for the listeners. If there are any mamas out there who are really feeling like they're completely burnt out and they have zero energy uh, since, you know, they get getting married and then starting the family. And I get it. I get it. We all, um, eh, you know, get into the grind. Once we get into the grind of family life and then work and career and kids and da, 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 um, it's very um common for us to feel drained of energy. So uh, what I've created, I've created a masterclass that is all about teaching you how to get your energy back instantly. So it's, it's called the exact three steps to get your energy back after getting married and uh, having kids. So to get access to that, what you need to do is to go to my website. So doritpalvanov.com forward slash energy dash masterclass. And I'm sure you'll include the link in the show notes. So head on over there and you'll get instant access. And the way I've designed it is so that you can learn how to change your energy instantly. It's not about working with a coach. It's not about, you know, procrastinating. It's about learning the three tips, the three tools, three strategies to change your energy around instantly. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll definitely link to all of this stuff. I feel like there's a lot of links for this episode that I'll be in the show notes. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's always fun to chat with you, Meg. Thank you. (laughs) Today you are in your RV. So that's amazing for me. (laughs) Yeah. I think last time I was at McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The road life. (laughs) That's it for today's episode of the Familypreneur Podcast. You will find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next week, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now. Did you know that my mom has a Facebook page, Instagram account, YouTube channel, and more? Her username is The Meg Brunson. Just about everywhere. You should go follow her.